Welcome to the Leadership Series on the Sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Sarah Al-Husseini, who is the co-founder and chief operating officer of Ultimate. Sarah, it's an absolute pleasure to chat to you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Angie. I'm very excited for our conversation. Thank you. Um, so Sarah, for people who don't know um, what Ultimate is, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about um, Ultimate. Yeah, absolutely. So Ultimate is a virtual agent platform for customer support. Basically, uh, what brands use us to do is automate their customer support, whether that's all of the really mundane tasks in the back end that agents are doing, or some of the interactions with customers that are really, really simple. So, I mean, in a nutshell, if you have an issue with your order from, let's say, Zalando or Moonpig or whoever, um, you, and you reach out to their customer support, you're going to speak to our AI first. We'll try and solve your problem. If not, we'll hand it over to a human agent and help them out in the back end with some of the admin that they used to have to do. Excellent. Thank you. And um, now, Sarah, you have a very impressive background. You have been cited as being at Forbes 30 under 30. Um, Ultimate has been named by Wired as one of Europe's hottest uh, startups. Um, and you're also listed as top 100 most innovative companies. Um, so, so first of all, congratulations. That's a huge achievement. Thank you so much. Yes, it's it's funny hearing them <laughs> said back at me, you almost don't resonate with them. But yeah, thank you so much. It's been a brilliant, brilliant journey. Absolutely. So, so Sarah, you've actually had um, a sort of really interesting journey into deep tech and um, starting your career in investment banking. I'd love to hear more about your career journey to, to for sort of from investment banking to co-founding a deep tech company. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm firstly, I'm delighted to tell this story actually here to the women in tech community, because it was communities like women in tech, which got me to where I am today to founding Ultimate. So thank you all. Um, but yes, so I'm a little bit about me, everyone is I'm London born and raised. Uh, so I started my career in investment banking, which is a very London thing to do. And I loved so much about the industry. I loved the intelligence and enthusiasm and ambition of all the fellow graduates that I was, you know, in, in my grad class that I started work with. Um, but I think I quite immediately realized that the industry wasn't for me because it's an incredibly structured environment. Yes, it's intelligent. Yes, it's fast paced, but you are not necessarily fully in control of your career. You know, you do your three years as an analyst, then you do your four years as an associate and so on. It's a long time when you're in your early 20s and you just want to get going. And meanwhile, I had friends in tech that looked like their lives were so exciting. You know, I mean, back in the day when you're outside the industry, you read things like unlimited holidays or, or you know, foosball tables in, in the office. And I know that sounds really, really cheesy now. And anyone that's in tech already, you're probably sick of seeing this stuff. But when you're outside the industry, those things, that, that freedom and flexibility of work, and we've seen, you know, the wave of uh, acceptance of remote work. Well, that was already very flexible in tech initially. Um, that's, that, that combined with the pace of young people moving up through the industry, just because the space was growing so fast, 
And there wasn't necessarily a need of age as a barrier to growth because all of the technologies that you're working on are so, so, so new. <laughs> so you can be up to speed um, at a young age if you're just, if you just dive into it. So I really, really wanted to move into tech. <laughs> and for me, that move was incredibly purposeful. I remember when I was at Lazard, which was the bank that I worked at, I was doing, uh, you know, I, I got accepted to do a coding course at Code First Girls, which was held at Twitter, 10 minutes from my office. So I would run to Twitter uh, without telling my manager. So I hope they're not listening to this. Um, without telling my manager at 8 p.m., do a coding course from 8 to 10 and then run back to Lazard and do an extra two hours, probably ending at like 3 a.m. Um, to cover that time. And I was reading all sorts of books and I was I was attending kind of startup weekends and events like women in tech just to meet other people so I could learn how to talk the talk and walk the walk. And, you know, I just I was incredibly driven and purposeful about trying to develop my understanding and my brand in this space. Um, maybe a little bit of a note here, but. In the UK, it's very normal to go to girls-only schools, right? I know it's weird for most people. I'm based in Berlin now. But in my school, it wasn't, tech wasn't even a subject. You know, computer science wasn't even a subject. And I went to girls-only schools until I was 18. So it wasn't an option in my education beforehand. It had to be something that I did myself. Um, but fast forward, I, I landed a job um at an accelerator called Techstars it's it's one of you know these the biggest accelerators globally they have accelerators all over the world and they were opening the first AI accelerator in Europe here in Berlin where I'm based now and it was it was a four-month gig you know no long-term security it paid a thousand euros a month so it wasn't even going to cover my moving costs I remember I was like a loss-making job <laughs> but I it was, I dove into the opportunity to, to learn about deep tech, to work with really early stage founders. And I was incredibly lucky, you know, Ultimate was one of my portfolio companies. I met the guys there. They were five months into their idea. They had no clue what they'd stumbled upon, really. They'd invented this AI that worked in any language and they'd founded it in the Nordics. So these incredibly lang language diverse and unique markets. Um, and, and they were applying it to this very, very real business need, which was customer support. And that was it. They'd, they'd stumbled upon innovation or they, they'd created innovation, but they didn't have this long-term vision, long-term plan. And I think it was this perfect marriage of myself joining the team as somebody who was so, so driven and purposeful about where she was going, but didn't have that root um, in technology. And yeah, and I just remember, maybe this is a, a final note to add. I just remember thinking that title, I was 24 years old, thinking that the title COO sounded insane. The only COO I knew was Sheryl Sandberg because I'd read her book in university. Um, so, and she was like, she was like a icon <laughs> to me. So I, I was nervous about taking the job because I thought that I wasn't worthy um, of such a title. Um, but I took it. I remember, yeah, just I remember just thinking, you know what? Just go for it. How how bad could it go? Um, and so here I am. I joined when the company was five people. It's been four and four years and a few months. 
And it's 150 people now. I'm still COO. It still feels like a big title. Um, it still feels, it does feel ridiculous that the company is get, becoming so successful um, and I'm having the opportunity to lead it. So maybe I would just wrap up here and say two lessons from that story is number one, absolutely go for what you want and don't think that tech is too scary or too technical. I do not have a technical background and I am co-founder of an AI company. Um, and number two is don't negotiate against yourself. <laughs> if, if you have an opportunity in front of you that sounds too good to be true, take it. Because, because that's what you would do at the absolute maximum confidence version of yourself. Wow, uh, such an impressive journey. And you're still under 30 and you are running this global company. Um, so huge congratulations. And, and what an inspiration to other women who are considering a career in tech or maybe, you know, thinking about, I don't have the technical skills. I don't have the technical background. And um, it, it's, you know, it, it's very impressive. I mean, I would love to, to sort of hear a little bit more about the transferable skills that, that you sort of got from your earlier career in investment banking and how that's helped you um, make the transition. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, I would say, the sorts of skills that you need to be successful as an entrepreneur, firstly, they do change at each stage of the company's journey and life cycle. So at the very, very, very beginning, and I'm talking about the five person team, I remember my first day on the job, the first thing that I had to do was write my own employment contract because they didn't have employment contracts. And uh, the transferable skill I had was I had previously had a job, so I had a template of an employment contract to use. So I think I think it's a little bit of of just figuring things out as you go along, and maybe that that best suits less of a skill and more of a kind of character or or attribute, which is just going for it. And again, don't negotiate against yourself. Um, go try and figure out how to do the thing that you want to do because at the very first stage of a company's life cycle this is all the way up to I would argue series a the only thing that you are trying to prove to the world is product market fit do I have a product that people will pay money for <laughs> and then and then a little bit later in your journey do I have a product that the same kind of people will pay money for to use in the exact same way that is in a nutshell product market fit and so the what what Phrases people use to describe this stage of a uh, sorry a company's journey is they say things like wear many hats, roll up your sleeves, uh, get done. Um, this these are all terminologies. You know, all hands on deck. These are all terminologies that describe this scrappy stage where you don't need to be a repeatable, predictable business. Where you just need to figure out things that work. Um, and again, so I would say there were definitely skills I brought on from banking, you know, the ability to produce really, really high quality work, the, the ability to communicate incredibly clearly and professionally and concisely in, in, in a professional setting, let's say, and the ability to understand how to present conclusions through data. Um, those were definitely skills I developed in investment banking. You're probably using those skills in many, many, many jobs. So it's not unique. Um, but again, it's really about the attitude of getting a lot of stuff done. And 
one of the most important skills realistically at the early stage is hiring, which is probably something a lot of people have never had to do before, but finding amazing people and convincing them to join you on the journey. And that's just, that can only come through your passion for the journey and your absolute commitment that if the journey is successful, that they will be successful with you, you know, just honesty at the end of the day um, and transparency. So that took us up to series A. That takes you up to about 50 people, let's say. We were about 40 people when we raised, but it can take you to a 50-person company and a few million in revenue. And now the expectation is different. Let's say you raise series A. We raised a 20 million series A at Ultimate in December of 2020. The next thing that we needed to prove um, up until today, really, is predictability. So instead of it being, will someone pay <laughs> to use your product in the same way um, for the same use case, you are now trying to prove, can you acquire those customers and onboard those customers in a really, really predictable way? Um, and that's a completely different skill set. This, for me, is, is so exciting because it's essentially an operator's skill set. So are you somebody who likes to understand who's incredibly logical, who's incredibly pragmatic, and who ultimately loves to understand the why behind how things work. You know, you understand the big picture, but you also understand the why, the why, the why, until you get to the really, really nitty gritty. If yes, if that's how you like to think, you're probably going to make an excellent operator one day. Um, that's that's ultimately what, what you need to do um, at the next phase of your business. So you need to understand how how your sales team should be structured, how, how customers, uh, how your buyer journey might be desi designed. So how customers should move through, how customers want to pay, how they want to buy, how quickly you can onboard them and show them value. And then how, how quickly they can, you know, start to scale with you, scale their usage. At Ultimate, it's all about getting in easy. A lot of startups have this playbook of a land and expand, get in with something small, you know, start automating your support, maybe in Denmark, in chat, prove the value quickly, and then, you know, give us Germany, give us the UK, take us global. That's always how we've grown. So you find your, that's, that's the motion that we built, but you find your motion. It's never, again, the beauty of tech is it's never a copy and paste of another business. It's about you understanding your business and you understanding the whys and the hows of all the different things that operate. So I'm not saying that it's easy, um, but I am saying anyone can do it. <laughs> and yeah. your passion and commitment and excitement comes through. And, and, and that's where it begins is, is having that, that passion, because if you're not passionate about something yourself, you can't expect other people to be. Um, so you've worked also uh, in investment banking. Now you're in deep tech in what is still very much a male dominated environment. Layering on that, the fact that, you know, you, you were a co-founder age 24. I'd love to hear more about your experiences as a woman in this you know, male dominated environment and how do you stand out? Yes. So that's a great question. The first thing that I will say is if you are a woman in tech, you stand out. So that's not something that, I mean, I'm sure any woman listening to this will relate. It's not something that you can necessarily escape if there's something quite different about you. And that difference is physical um, and visible, you stand out. <laughs> so I think it's more about 
oh, to use Sheryl Sandberg, unfortunately, but it's more about leaning into the strengths of that fund. So you stand out. So how can you use that attention to your advantage instead of allow, unfortunately, instead of allow that attention to be to be something that you you kind of grow in spite of, or you kind of, you know, you kind of have to navigate around. So I think that's been my philosophy around it. If you're going to be attracting attention anyway, you might as well, while the eyes are on you, capitalize, <laughs> capitalize for your business, capitalize for yourself. Um, so, but yes, banking and tech are incredibly male dominated environments. The first thing that I would say is I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't meet these, my exceptional, exceptional co-founders, all three of them are men. Um, and they, but I've, you know, they never had this, their finish, I will say. So it is where Sana Marin is obviously the political leader and women have exceptional, exceptional um, rates of, you know, employment, parental leave. It really is a, a leading, leading nation in, in many regards um, when it comes to gender equality. But they, they never had any hesitance of working with me or any doubts of my capability. So any doubts that I came in with, which I did come in with, as, as I've mentioned, um, the fact that I never saw echoes in the people that, that ultimately I, I was asking to trust me um, to be their COO, that, that was incredibly powerful. So the first thing that I would say is, if you have found yourself in an environment where you see doubts in your capabilities that may be gendered, reflected in the eyes of those around you, you are probably not in an environment where you are going to be able to succeed, okay? Because it is impossible to succeed. Everyone's going to have doubts. You will have doubts, okay? But if you are seeing doubt pouring at you from the others that you work closest with or that, that you need to trust you to do your job, um, so from your team, then again, you potentially are not in the right place to succeed. So I was very, very, very lucky to meet my co-founders uh, because they've brought me where I am today. I would say, the final thing I would say is, I all I can say is I absolutely, absolutely relate with the, with the experience of being one of the only women in the room um, in many of these social functions, whether it's these, you know, incredible dinners, uh, or events where I'm trying to network with VCs and I'm trying to get people to, uh, to understand Ultimate and to want to invest in Ultimate, so, or whether I'm networking with, with potential customers or whatever it might be, um, you're, you're shorter on average than all the men in the room. You have a higher pitched voice uh, and you can mask it. I would say don't uh, lean into who you are. Um, but these, these things are inescapable so, so just, just believe in yourself, understand, I know it sounds very simplistic, but believe in yourself, un know what your purpose is in that room, you know, be on a mission in that room, whether it's to uh, simply to meet someone really, really interesting, or to present your idea in a very, very cool way. And then once you, once you have a purpose, it is valuable that you stand out, you know, because you're, everyone's going to, Everyone's going to find it much, much easier to let you into conversations, to remember you after events, uh, whatever else. So that's that's maybe it in a nutshell. The final thing that I would add is at Ultimate, I do think that having a female co-founder in myself 
has enabled us to hire exceptional women and retain exceptional women. You know, we are 45% female ultimate. That is insane for a tech company, but really, really, really unusual for a deep tech company and AI company. It is not easy, um, but we are purposeful about it. And I do find that being a female leader and having all these female managers, um, women want to work for other women because or with other women because we understand what it's like it is a little bit of a different experience living as us um and and so it's created a very very healthy work environment for women women to be in and so it's kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy now where at the beginning I found myself wanting to pitch women seeing the value in incredible women very early and now it's it's done without me it is the company it's the other women in the company that attract that see brilliance in each other so again if you have found yourself in an environment which is incredibly male dominated yes tech may be tech may be male dominated but your company your environment um that is fine. Men can absolutely be allies, but if you find yourself in an environment that is incredibly male-dominated and, and potentially not one where women are thriving, there are so many opportunities in this industry, <laughs> is all I'm just going to leave it at. And, and your life can be so brilliant if you find the right opportunity for you. What brilliant uh, advice for, for all the women out there and congratulations on uh, sort of being 45% uh, female in the company. Uh, and it just shows as well that women need other role models and, you know, for diversity to happen, people need to see other people that are like them and that there are career opportunities as well moving forward. Um, so my, my final question is, um, is um, Ultimate has just signed as a, a bronze sponsor of Women in Tech Forum. And um, what does that mean for you and, and your company moving forward? I am so, so excited. I mean, like I said at the start, it's how I got into tech it's through communities like this. So Angie, thank you so much for set, creating the community and all the great work that you and your team are doing. Um, I hope it's helping a lot of people. I'm sure it is uh, a lot of women out there. Um, or everyone really to just understand the space. So I'm excited, honestly, to give back. I feel like I'm someone who has received from organizations like Women in Tech. And I, am, I hope that ultimate through our contribution, through our partnership, through maybe telling stories of our female leaders can help demystify what our jobs are like, firstly. So if you're curious and you're looking at career change, you can, you can look at these sorts of jobs and say, okay, I could maybe do this or I could maybe do that, things that I had initially thought I wasn't capable of, uh, which we women uh, uh, often, often find ourselves doing, counting ourselves out of games before they've started. Um, and the second thing is, as well, through showcasing I, even ideally leadership and through ideally conversations like these, showcasing how accessible, hopefully, success is. Because when I was, was even younger, uh, so when I was earlier, I mean, in my career, um, I did, I, some of the most powerful events that I attended or things that I listened to were the stories of amazing female leaders, whether it was Helena Morrissey in the, in the finance industry, or whether it was, you know, founders of companies like Made.com or these sorts of events, when I just heard brilliant, brilliant, but normal people um, 
talking about what it was like at the beginning, it, it made it sound understandable. It made it sound possible. Because one thing I do not like about tech or, or you know, in the, or similar industries where there is where there is a lot of incredibly visible and very very successful individuals is it can seem exclusive and it can seem therefore impossible and it creates a, it creates a division a little bit um, in our society between haves and um, and you know and people who want in but don't know how to get in and so maybe I would say that's that's my dream for our collaboration with women in tech that I make it normal that I make that we make it you know I was born to immigrant parents in a city where my first language was not English um, and and I still figured it out uh, so hopefully I can help other people understand that they can do it too. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today and you've had such an inspirational journey and I'm so excited as well to, to partner with Ultimate and also to, to watch how, how the company grows and, and sort of takes over the world. So, so thank you so much for making the time today. Thank you so much, Angie, for having me.